Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday. Max, the Mets had some sad news last night. Uh, certainly, uh, greatest Met ever was, ever probably will be. Uh, Tom Seaver passed away, uh, 75 years old. Uh, he was diagnosed with dementia last year, so he's kind of been out of the, the spotlight for the last year or so. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I, I grew up in the 80s as a Mets fan with the cocaine Mets. But, my, you know, my father always took me aside and, and pointed to Seaver and said, you know, he, he's the best one. And, uh, you know, I got, I got a Seaver jersey uh, from, you know, uh, when I was in college, it was one of my first purchases of, uh, of my own of sports uh, memorabilia. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's always been, you know, a special player for me. And I, I love that they, you know, uh, they got the, the Tom Seaver Bridge over there in uh, City Field. So when I make my way back out there, I'll, uh, I'll give it a nice pat for you guys. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let them know that uh, you guys care. Thanks. All right. Panther, what's going on, man? Um, uh, big day, big day yesterday. Uh, Chris Paul put up a triple double and a losing effort, but man, just, he's de- denying father time. Um, great, two great basketball games yesterday. Um, and then I'm sure Max will touch on it. I'm not taking the mantle. I'm not, but pretty much called how the avalanche. Yeah, you, you, you are the hockey guru Panther. You are yeah, uh, we're not going to yeah. go there, but, but, uh, but real quick on that basketball game. Uh, hmm. did you see the ending of that bucks, uh, that bucks heat game? That foul? 
the the multiple non fouls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That were called as fouls. I mean, uh, that, and Chris Paul, he's he's uh, he's got a beef with one of those referees too. So I, uh, we're starting to see some some fun basketball uh, refereeing now <laughs> in the playoffs. Rich, what's going on, dude? Just happy to be talking and not typing. I tell you, the last couple of days, I think I've uh, typed about 14,000 words for the Kentucky Derby and all these things I'm working on. And, you know, to Max's point about Tom Seaver, I grew up in the Poconos and all we used to get was the channels out of New York. And I cannot tell you how many black and white Mets games I watch with Tom Seaver on the mound. And, you know, when, when you when you see your childhood heroes dying, I mean, it's just a reminder that you're old and it, and it really is sad. So, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Seaver. Indeed. All right. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to work. First up, Toronto, Boston. Raptors opened up minus one, Max. They are minus one now. They're minus one right now. And everyone and their mother is betting on them. Really? Everyone overwhelming amount of money is coming in on Toronto. And that line is right there. Has, has, has an, I haven't seen any indication that it's going to move either. So I expect it to, if the money keeps coming in, they, ha- they have to do something right. They, they have to move it. Boston's up 2-0 in the series. A lot of that has to do with three point shooting. They regressed a bit in game two, but you know, when Marcus smart can just hit five straight three pointers, <laughs> take the lead. I mean, it hasn't regressed that much. Um, Toronto's still giving up three pointers. They're they're playing their solid defense and giving up the three pointers. I think Nick Nurse has to adjust. He can't just wait for Boston to go cold and hope that the the Celtics are going to go cold from three. They've got too many guys that can hit three pointers on that team, and to have all of them go cold is not a good strategy. I think he's going to have to shift up the defense. I think he will. And he's got to get more production out of his his, his backcourt. Uh, Lowry and Van Vliet are not looking great, especially from beyond the arc. So I, I do think Toronto is going to make this a series. They they had the lead for most of that last game, and they, they coughed it up. Boston's a damn good team, and, and you know they're dangerous, but it, it, Toronto's not going to get swept, right? I mean, that's not going to happen. So I will lean the Raptors here. I do think that they're going to pull this one out somehow. Yeah, this this is the series right here. Um, you know, Toronto was down 2-0 to the Bucks last year in, in the conference championship and won four in a row to and go to the NBA championship. They're not intimidated. They're not scared. And But Max hit it on the head. It's all about the three-point shooting, and it's not Boston's three-point shooting. It's Toronto's. They were 10 for 40 in game one, 11 for 40 in game two. I just can't see where accomplished three-point shooters like Lowry, Van Fleet, and even Siakam continue to shoot like that. Um, Just one more three-pointer last game, and this thing's in overtime. Obviously, two really evenly matched teams, but I expect Toronto to shoot better, make this a 2-1 series. Um, I'm going to join the public and the money, and I'm going to bet the Raptors. I'm going to bet the Raptors, too. They only lost three games in a row once in the regular season and in the bubble, and they only lost uh, two games in a row twice which includes the three-game losing streak. So I think they get back in the W column, and I'm taking the Raptors. Mm, mm, mm. 
I was thinking the Raptors are probably going to win too, but if that line is glued shut, if it's not moving, I'm just going to go ahead and bet the Celtics. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. It's got to do something, Max. It's got to move. I, I, that, that, <laughs> I was looking at this, man, and I was like, man, like Arch is going to have the uh, the X-Files music playing in the background or something like that because uh, I'm, I'm refreshing. Ne- oh, my goodness. It's even more money on Toronto since I last checked an hour ago. Yeah. And I'm seeing no indication that it's moving. I mean, it's minus 109 for Toronto, minus 101 for Boston. So, I mean, it could shift to one and a half. I mean, it, it might, but you would think it would have done it mm-hmm. by now. So, yeah, I'll bet the Celtics. I got a little Celtic money <laughs> in my pocket, so I got a little money to, to spend. All right, next up, we got Denver and Los Angeles Clippers. Nuggets opened up uh, plus seven and a half. They're plus eight and a half now, Max. Yeah, I mean, after a grueling series with the Jazz, you might expect Denver to be just way too gassed to show for game one. Vegas certainly thinks that with, with this opening line and pretty much all of the money jumping on the Clippers right now. Uh, some big bets have, have come in within the last couple hours on the Clippers. So you're already starting to see that line shift. Uh, Jamal Murray... Uh, they, they, they're not getting much rest here, right? <laughs> I mean, they just, yeah, I think after the game, they interviewed him and he's like, wait, wait, we got to play on Thursday. <laughs> we don't get two days off. We got to, we, we got to play on Thursday. Uh, but I mean, the, the Clippers, the, you know, they haven't been sitting around for too, too long. Uh, Dallas took it to them in round one. Uh, they're, they're probably having some PTSD of, of thinking that Luka Doncic going to get on the court again. And now instead they got to deal with the growing legend of, of Murray I don't think the the Nuggets are going to be an easy out here, especially now that their depth is getting a little better with uh, Gary Harris healthy. So for L.A., uh, we know they're a deep team. They have the best player in the playoffs right now. Quietly, Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the playoffs. So whenever you overlook this guy, that's, that's a good thing for him, bad thing for everyone else. I do think L.A. wins this one. It's just too much chalk. I'm going to bet Denver. I'm going to take those points. Yeah, I, I kind of agree here. I'm a little worried about their um, being ready. and and and. But, you know, they won three in a row. They came back from a big deficit to win three in a row against the Jazz. Um, Denver's a really good defensive team. And in the Jazz series, you know, Gobert and Jokic kind of neutralize each other, you know, balance each other out. I don't think so much with the Clippers. Montrez Harrell's not quite in Jokic. Uh, league so and I and I think Paul George and Kawhi will probably slow Jamal Murray down so I think this actually has more to do with how Jokic plays in this series but I think uh, eight and a half just seems a little high so I'll take those points um, and I'll bet the Nuggets but I it's more of a let's see how this thing plays out because I really don't have a feel for the series until we get game one under our belts right I don't like where this is going I do because I'm going to be on an island. Okay. I like this line so much. I bet it last night because I expect it's going to go up. The Clippers minus eight and a half. I'm betting the Clippers. I have them winning in a blowout. The two games that Paul George played against um, Denver, they won by 124 to 111, 132 to 103. They weren't even close. One of them was before the COVID break when both teams were were healthy. In the bubble, Denver's one of the worst at stopping the three. And the Clippers are one of the best at making their threes. I have this game of blowout. Clippers winning by 17. Whoa. I'm betting the Clippers. Whoa. I want to run your Excel sheet again, Rich. I'm not so sure. 
I, think, I did, and it was like even bigger. I took the smallest <laughs> one. I, 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 the Clippers are going to win. I have no doubt about that. Uh, the eight and a half does seem like too many points, though. I want a piece of Denver. I'm going to jump on them. Denver uh, plus eight and a half. Yeah. I got Clippers winning by seven. God damn. All right, Max or Panther. <laughs> it's a uh, Yeah, I mean, hockey guru. You want to yeah, take the lead again today? Uh, you, Flyers Islanders. Come on. You, you want that one? <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of you because I don't know I don't know anything about hockey. I don't know names or anything. So throw your names out there and then I'll tell everybody who's gonna win. All right, all right, all right. Uh you know, the Flyers got out to that big lead in game five, only to watch the Islanders claw their way back, force OT. Uh once again, Philly was able to take that game in OT, but it was a it was a little bit of luck. I watched that game. And that game winning shot strategically bounced off of a stick that was not high almost high and uh, bounce right, right, right past uh, Varlamov. So, I mean, it, it, there was a little bit of luck and I think that's, that's what we talk about in hockey, right? The, the variance of the luck factor does play a role in hockey probably more than any other sport. Um, you, you're looking at these teams though, man, you know, the Islanders, they won game four, didn't play a great game. They won game four. Uh, they played uh, uh, pretty much the same game in game five, almost won that one in overtime. I just think the Islanders are the better team here. You know, the the Flyers put up shots. The Islanders put up quality shots. The Flyers have a good goalie. The, the Islanders have a great goalie. The Flyers have a serviceable defense. The Islanders have an elite defense. And the Flyers have some potential injuries to deal with on their offense. So the money is all over New York. I'm, I'm going to follow the money as well. I'm, I'm going to once again bet the Islanders and Panthers going to push for his game seven. You know, so we, we kind of talked about how the scoring was with the Avs and the Stars yesterday. You needed like five and six uh, to win to win those games. This one, you need three. I mean, the Islanders are consistently putting up three, and that's been enough to beat the Flyers more often than not. But I'm going to jump on Gambler's fallacy here and say the Flyers are due. They really have not come out and put up an offensive showing. And they're just overdue. Even if the Islanders get their three goals, Flyers only need four. It might be a tough ask. Islanders are playing a, a good series, good goalie. But I think this is getting to seven. Momentum's on the Flyers' side. Um, and I don't know if the Islanders are starting to have flashbacks to last year. I can't win them all. But maybe they can't win them all. But I don't think they're winning this one. I'm going to bet the Flyers. I'm not going to bet either side, um, but I do think all the pressure is on the Islanders because if they don't close out, they're not going to want to go to game seven. So I think it's pretty much could be all or nothing for the Islanders right now. I'm going to lean Philly. They seem like they're getting um, getting their groove back. They outshot them two games ago. They were even in shots last game, but they had the even goals advantage. So I'm going to I'm going to lean Philly. All right. No, I'm I'm gonna jump on the Flyers or not the Flyers, excuse me, the Islanders here. The minus the one seventeen. I still have them winning. I still have them winning. The, you know, this game, the series, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, it's the Islanders, man. That that's my play. Got one more in hockey, real quick, yeah. too, uh, just to touch on Golden Knights at Canucks. Uh, in the in the last game, I laid out the only ways the Canucks could win, and <laughs> that's how they won the game. Funny enough is. You know, one of the things I mentioned was they needed absolute perfect goaltending, and they got it, just not from Jacob Marstrom. 
he missed the game. Uh, backup Thatcher Demko ended up uh, saving 42 of 43 shots. He's going to be in goal again today. I don't think he's going to be able to do that. Uh, Vegas just ran into a good, uh, good hot goalie, and they made a couple of mistakes that Vancouver seized upon. This, uh, this is over today, man. Uh, if you're saying that you want to place a bet on the Canucks as a value play, I wouldn't be mad at you. It's a nice payout. They've beaten the uh, uh, they've beaten the Golden Knights twice in this series. But, I mean, it's more like you're placing the bet and keeping your fingers crossed all night because I do think Vegas puts up a big one today, closes out the series. I'm going to lean the Golden Knights. Yeah, the last thing Vegas wants to do is lose this one, right? You don't you don't want Vancouver winning two in a row, heading to a game seven. I mean, that leaves you scratching your head, self-doubt, all kinds of questions. This is, this is the series for Vegas. We said they were going to win last time. We thought they'd put Vancouver to sleep, but didn't do it. Um, but the line's just way too chalky. So I, you know, I'm, I'm counting on Vegas to win, but I can't bet this. It's a lean on the Knights. Vegas outshoots Vancouver 43 to 17 again. They'll get to three goals. Three goals has been enough to win the game for them in their three wins. So I think they'll get three goals. I'm going to lean Vegas because it's too chalky. But Vegas does win. Yeah, I, I agreed 100%. Vegas wins. Not laying the uh, 232 on this, though. There's no way. So just a lean for me. All right. Who's taking over in baseball? I got one that really sticks out and maybe one we can shoot the shit about. But, Go for um, it. you know, Monday was the trade deadline, and Toronto made quite a few moves. And one of those moves was landing Tawan Walker from Seattle. And tonight he's going to take the, take the hill against a God awful Boston team. They're going to throw Martin Perez out there. Who's been pretty bad. The entire Boston Red Sox team is pretty bad. The blue Jays are right there in the thick of the playoff hunt. They're one game behind the Yankees. Um, they were all in, but going out and getting some of these players. And I think uh, they show up tonight. It's not too chalky at all. So I'm going to bet the Blue Jays. Yeah, you're looking at what I'm looking at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of these books, some of these books, the uh, line's getting better for Toronto. Yeah, right? I just wanted to see what, how the trajectory went. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, money is all over them. So <laughs> if, if some of these books have the, the line getting better for them, uh, I, listen, this, this, was, this was a gift dish to begin with. This is a fucking Boston Red Sox we're talking about here. Uh, I, I, the bet three sixty five line to me is is probably one of the more realistic ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even a little worse than that. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's looking trappish. Uh, I would stay off this one. I I don't like this one at all. It smells. I'm gonna join Panther and jump right into the trap with the Blue Jays. Um, the pitcher for Boston, Martin Perez, has a blister on his finger. He only lasted four innings last time, said he had to change his mechanics, gave up six runs. If he comes out of the game early again, Boston's bullpen is one of the worst. I think they're the fourth, fourth worst in terms of ERA. And Walker, you know, in, in August has been pretty strong, gave up seven runs in 22 and two-thirds innings with 20 Ks and a 278 ERA. Both offenses are evenly matched. Then the game goes into the bullpen, and that scenario, Blue Jays win. I'm betting Blue Jays. Okay. For, for me, it's a lean on Boston here just because the line doesn't make any sense. Line doesn't make any sense. The line movement doesn't make any sense. Fuck it. I'm just going to lean Boston because the universe is opening up for everything Boston right now. 
<laughs> not, not the Bruins, man. Not the Bruins. Not the Bruins yeah. <laughs> uh, I got one more I want to look at, and it's uh, Arch's homer team, the Royals. Um, the White Sox, this this one I want to look at just because of, of the line. Dylan Cease and uh, Duffy for the Royals. It's The White Sox have won 16 out of their last 20. And they haven't been those. They've only been like six and four in the last um, ten games. But they've been playing really well. That young talent's hitting the cover off the ball. The pitching's been solid. They got you know a a, 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 a no hitter out of Giolito. Um, they're just playing really well. The Royals aren't the worst team. They're not a playoff team, but they're good enough. They don't go out and just lay down. I feel like with the the line, I feel like Vegas is baiting you to take the White Sox. So I'm looking at the Royals here. I'm going to bet the Royals. Today. So uh, I don't know if you guys watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, but this last season saw Larry David open up a spite store. And today I'm going to spite bet because once again, these mighty Casey Royals fucked me over yes. yesterday. So looking at this minus 138 line for the White Sox uh, and Dylan Cease on the mound. I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm just going to bet the White Sox here. Hmm. I'm just going to lean the White Sox. I have the game even in terms of my run projections. And I get a little bit of value on the home away run differential with the White Sox. So that's why I'm leaning the White Sox. Yeah, this one, it's close. It's it's really close. I was surprised. Um, Shoot. I got to fuck it. I'll just I don't know how much I'm going to like today. I'm going to bet the Royals. I'll follow you, Panther. You better be the baseball guru, son of a bitch. Uh, I've been okay. Not quite not quite at hockey, but <laughs> <laughs> Richie Rich, bring us a run line, buddy. You got it. We're gonna go right out to the Los Angeles Dodgers versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. You have Luke Weaver has given up uh, twenty-five runs in twenty-seven innings of pitching. So that's pretty good. He's given up thirteen runs in his last five games, whereas Clayton Kershaw has given up just 19 hits in his last five games. Weaver is facing the number two uh, offense in terms of run per game. And Kershaw is facing the seventh worst offense in run, runs per game. Arizona has the third worst away run differential. And the L.A. Dodgers are number one in the home run differential. In fact, if you run line them at home, they win their average game by more than two runs. So they're a safe bet to run line at home most of the time. I think they're a good bet today to run line the Arizona Diamondbacks. So that's the R-L-O-D of the day. Just going to pose a question to you all. Um, if you had to guess percentage of bets Public bets coming in. Oh, I guess I guess Arch has it on the screen, so you don't even need to guess, right? Well, that's just, that's uh, just SBR. Oh, that's SBR. That's just the if you users. had to guess the percentage of overall bets coming in on the Dodgers, what would you say? 100. Yeah. Uh, it's not quite 100, but it's high. So you take that number and you just turn it around, and that is the money coming in on Arizona. Yeah. It's complete opposite. Uh, the, 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 the Sharps are hard on the Diamondbacks here. I don't disagree with you. This, is, this should be a no-brainer. Luke Weaver is, is looking like a pile of dog shit out there, and Clayton Kershaw is, is looking like his former ace self, but maybe it's a little too obvious. Uh, I hate this one. I, good, good luck with your run line, man. <laughs> I'm off this one completely. 
know, interesting thing about the Dodgers is they've actually played so far this season, they've played in the lowest number of one run games. So a lot of their games, they've, they've uh, blown them out or gotten blown out, but that's not really been the case. They, <laughs> they're blowing teams out. Um, they lost Bellinger two games ago. He, he went out with an injury. He didn't play last night. Don't know if he's going to play tonight, but I don't know if it's necessarily a coincidence that the Dodgers only put up three runs and had to go into extra innings to do it just to get the three runs last night without Bellinger. Bellinger is a big loss for the Dodgers. He's the catalyst that makes that offense go, but they had much better than Luke Weaver on the mound last night did the Diamondbacks. Luke Weaver, I've said it before, I'll say it again, this dude is not a major league pitcher. I don't know why Arizona continues to trot him out there because they've got arms um, in their system that they could bring out and see what they got. I'm not all that comfortable with it, but you can't lay 290, so we'll lay the run line. I'll run with Rich here and take those Dodgers. All right. Yeah, the Dodgers should win. Like, well, they will win. I, I guess I don't see anything to say they won't win. Max is a little got me a little worried about that, but I think the money's just trying to grab a lottery ticket here. Plus two forty eight. I'll lean the Diamondbacks plus the two forty eight. All right, Rich, you got anything else? Well, I know that in the pregame we're talking a little bit about Texas and Houston, so I'll go there. Um, I'm going to bet the. Houston Astros. It's a good pitching matchup between two teams. Lance Lynn is definitely the ace and uh, putting up ace-like numbers for the Rangers. But this is a game of home versus away. Texas is 5-11 and 11 on the road. Houston is 15-6 and six at home. Houston is the sixth best in runs per game, whereas Texas is the absolute worst in Major League Baseball. I have the Astros as the third or fourth best home team and Texas is one of the worst, I think sixth worst home team or maybe even worst uh, road team. So I'm going to say that Houston wins the battle of the aces, maybe two to one, three to two. Your first mistake was putting faith in Zach Greinke. That was your first <laughs> mistake right there. Uh, I'm, I'm on the opposite side of this one, man. Uh, uh, Greinke has not looked great over his last couple of starts. Uh, Lance Lynn has has struggled a little bit too, but I think if, if the Rangers can put up three runs, I think the value's there. Uh, the line is getting worse for the Rangers, getting better for the Astros. Uh, I'm going to take a flyer in Texas. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet the Rangers here. I mean, I think that they've been underperforming all year, and they have some wins left in them, and I think this is going to be one of them. Yeah, you know, Houston's got 20 wins, 15 of them at home. Um, they've been pretty productive. I don't know if somebody's banging trash cans or whatever, but they've been hitting better, um, doing better uh, from the plate. Texas, I mean, you, you kind of nailed it, Max. If they can put up three runs, well, can they? Like, they're putting up ones and twos fairly consistently. Lance Lynn can go out there and pitch his damn heart out, and it'll be one-to-one -one in the seventh when both pitchers leave. Even if that's the case, Houston's got the advantage in the bullpen. I, It's going to be a lean for me. You know, it's a little chalky at minus 165, 168, somewhere in there. Um, I'll lean Houston here. Okay. I'm going to lean Texas here. Um, it's cl I've got it, – it's right on the line to bet either side. It's so close. I just like the way the line's moving. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on a piece of the Texas whose line's getting worse. That's it for me. What do you got, Arch? That's pretty much it. You guys touched on everything. Maybe we could look at Nationals Phillies real quick. 
because uh, I've got the Phillies winning, but not enough to cover that minus one fifty six. Is there any any value in taking the Nats today, Max? Uh, yeah, because it's a smelly trappish game. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, public money on Philly here, um, uh, and that that line just isn't right. So uh, it just, I mean. The Nationals have been shut out in back-to-back games. They've lost five in a row. Two, uh, they're two and eight in their last ten. Sanchez is, is just terrible out there. Eflin's looked like an ace, but that line is just screaming trap. So I, I'm off this one. I, I'm, everything says the Phillies should win this one. Everything says they should. Which you know, I, I live near close enough near Philly. I know that they can disappoint. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the question here has to be. It's a Thursday. Um, who's going to take the day off? If the Phillies going to have some players and maybe not play routine days off or whatever. Phillies have been red hot. Uh, we were talking pre-show. They're actually the number two wild card team right now. They're in the playoffs. Um, it was one thing for them to be hitting really well, but then, like Max mentioned, they've thrown two shutouts the last two games. Um, the Nationals have been awful. They were awful in Atlanta. They've come back and they've been awful against um, the Phillies. And now you're going to throw Annabelle Sanchez out there, who's been just you know a six plus ERA. Um, I don't know what that's. It's it must be some movement there. It must be something going on with the line for this to be a trap. Because, like Max said, everything points to the Phillies. I'll lean the Phillies here. I have this game uh, tied. Each team scoring six runs. So the over under is ten and a half. If I did anything, I would bet the over. I'll lean the uh, Phillies just because they're definitely been playing much better. But I'm eyeing the over. All right, over. Yeah, I'll, I've only bet one in baseball. I'll, I'll bet the Nets today. I'll, I'll, I'll take a piece of that trap. All right. I think that pretty much is that, Max. That's it. That is it. Download the DGENs app for Android or iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podtail, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. It is Thursday. Rich, final words. Got my uh, my my one fantasy football draft today with the six pick, which is kind of the worst place in the world to be because you don't get any of the premier players and you don't get to double up on picks at the back in your draft. Same here. Next Tuesday, six yeah. pick. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, I'm eyeballing uh, Hilaire from Kansas City. I hope he lasts that long. Nonetheless, um, it is Thursday. A lot going on. Make sure you tell your friends about us, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, however you communicate. Panther? It's time to take us home. Get to socialize in Denver today because I don't get to reload until later this evening. So it's going to be a lackadaisical day. Real quick before we pop here, we can talk. We can touch this. Leonard Fournette to Tampa Bay. I think it's a big get for them. And New England waived Mohamed Sanu. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up in Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay's just gathering up all that, the players. Didn't we call that on the show uh, that Fournette was going to end up there? Didn't we say that? It was bound to happen. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And it works out great. Fournette will probably be their bell cow, and now they can just use Shady McCoy as their uh, receiving back. So, and, and hope he doesn't fumble a lot. But, um, yeah, so interesting stuff still going on the NFL. Um, we're actually seven days away next week, baby. NFL football. 
We got playoff hockey, playoff basketball, tail end, back half of baseball. Everything's going on. Rich is ecstatic. We got Kentucky Derby coming up. Shit's just so busy. AbsoluteDegeneracy.com is where we're hanging out. It's where we're making our plays, dropping knowledge, and getting cues from you guys. So hang out with us. Tell us what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today when it's all said and done, kids. Make some money, fools! Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.